on none other than Shizzy Wizzy. You know, they were fucking my, they were fucking me up, man. This black lady comes out of nowhere. I swear to this day, I think she was an angel. She grabbed me and she brought me to the hospital and got stitched up. She literally picked me up and she said, get your hands off my baby. After 12 hour day at the expo, coming in here and doing this, you don't see nobody else in here. Everybody else bounced. This is somebody that wants to level up, not one level, two, three, four. Go ahead, control, down. When you come from that place, like there's not really a making it, you know. Mm -hmm. It's always more. You can always do more. And I feel like just finding that like peace about like being where you're at and everything's fine is hard for us. I was doing calisthenics for like six months while mm -hmm. I was in there. I was pushing up, like pull up, sit ups, like running a lot. It's like bro, get in the gym. And I was like, no, man, I don't like those guys, man. They're all full of themselves. Like they suck. So like, dude, just check it out. Try it. You have a great frame. Maybe you could be like, you know, maybe like we could be huge, right? You could be jacked. Good news is, you're going to grow. Yeah. The bad news is, it's compared. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Yes, What's sir. up, homies? We're back with uh, Transparent. And today, we've got a sick-ass special guest, my fucking boy. Sir. Known yeah. as Shizzy. Shizzy Lifts. My real Shizzy. name's Sean. Shizzy Taff. Uh, better known as, well, not better known as, but the original, the best, <laughs> Sean. Wait, so what's Taff from? Uh, Taffy. What, like, what country is it from? No, what is Taff? It's my last name. That's your last name? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's Taffy, though. What is it from? The candy. I think I Googled it because, I don't know, man. Like, my, I'm like, like my ethnicity is so, like, spread apart that I was, like, curious, like, like where my last name's from. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's from, like, Welsh. It's, like, Welsh. It's a Welsh last name. From, like, Google. That's what I got. Are you Welsh? No. <laughs> yeah. that's why i was just like okay that doesn't make any sense but like at least i have some kind of fact yeah to tell people like oh it's welsh which is, i think is like german right it's like germanish what's your ethnic makeup well my dad is puerto rican and irish my mom is lithuanian and dutch so could be from the like, it wouldn't be from my mother's side so it had to be like irish around there huh you know, because it's definitely not Hispanic last name. Yeah, that's pretty sick as fuck, though, dude. Uh, uh, my mom got my fucking first name. My first name's like Irish too. It's Nile. It? It's Nile. Like fucking Nile's Thornberry. But it's like the you river, though. That? You know, that's pretty dope. The <laughs> Nile River. Yeah, I guess if you spelled it with an I, yeah, it would be. But um, uh, she just got it off a, a baby book. She like was looking. Mm -hmm. at, she was like, "How can I find like a name that has alliteration with mm -hmm. like Niga?" You just found Nile. I'll just pick this name. It's fucking Irish. Well, it's better than Sean Michael, dude. Like that's my, <laughs> like that's like the most generic like fucking name. And uh, I'm named after my dad's brother, so it's like his name is Michael Sean, and I, my name is just literally flipped. Michael so. Sean. Wait, is there a reason why he named you after his brother? I think it's because my dad is really big into um, like family history, okay, and lore and things of that nature. So he named the firstborn. Uh, male of our family after him mm. and i think he wanted to name the second male after his brother because basically he's just he believes in family and a lot even though like the guy wasn't even in the family for very long but damn yeah oh like even though your your dad wasn't in the family yeah yeah he like he would like preach about family and stuff like that but him and my mom um they got divorced when i was in like second grade i think so like he was never really in my life because she had like a crazy uh, um, restraining order on him for fourteen years, dude. So I didn't, he, I couldn't see him, and 
500 feet. He couldn't come within 500 feet of me for 14 years. And by that time, I was like 17, 18, you know? That's fucking nuts, it's dude. It's crazy, bro. And I saw him, and I was. it, it was almost like, I don't know, man. It was like unreal because he looks, mm-hmm. we look so alike. And I was like, dude, this is it's my dad. And he's tall, and he looks just like me. And his, it was just, it was a cool time. Is he just as jacked? No, 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 dude. He, like, <laughs> he needs to stop smoking cigs, bro. Cause like, that's all he does is like smoke cigs. Damn. Yeah. He's kind of shriveled up now, but back in the day in his prime, that dude was, that dude was a menace, man. He said he was a rock star, right? Or something like no, that? No, he played, yeah, he plays drums. So he played drums in, in the band. He tried everything, dude. Like that's one thing about my dad. I always loved the bottom is like, he was like, what was that? What was that saying? I'm master of all tra- uh jack yeah. of all trades and a yeah. master of none yeah and that's that's exactly who he was you know he always tried new things that's cool the founder of spotify is that too that's how he really? explained himself yeah he says he was the master of or no the jack of all trades master of none because he he never was perfect at anything but mm-hmm. he could always relate to every area he could relate to artists he could relate to musicians he could also relate Podcasts. to the businessman yeah now he's got you know spotify Dude, makes yeah. sense Everyone he brought it all together yeah, yeah so there's nothing wrong with being a jack of all trades. That's cool. Sometimes I feel like that's something I'm dealing with. I feel like I'm not <laughs> perfect at anything. So I'm just. It's hard, dude. Yeah, bro. It's hard to stay focused in one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's, uh, especially nowadays, you got so many things on your phone popping up, guys and girls who like, you know, get on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. You see somebody playing a piano and they're really good at it, but you don't know that they've been practicing for like 16 years. Oh, yeah. So like yeah. you're like, oh, I'm taking piano lessons or, you know, oh, I want to, you know, take up drawing. And it just it just takes time, man. Like everything takes time. And that's I think that's what's tough. It's like you can be good at something, but to be great, it's a lot like more. It takes a lot more time and focus and energy. Mm-hmm. Plus, I feel like we all no matter what you get yourself into. I don't know if I could say that one person has done the same thing their entire life. My favorite teacher yeah. of all time in my high school was, his name was uh, Mr. Turkle, right? Mr. Turkle was originally a mechanical engineer hmm. from Carnegie Mellon. He was in a fraternity. He did some crazy shit. Then he quit because he thought it was boring as fuck. Hmm. So then he moved on to work on a U-boat. He was working on a U-boat. They were in the sea or something. And then one guy, I think it was there was a storm and the boat was like, Oh, flying away from like port or something and this guy was like trying to hold on to this uh he was trying to like they were all just trying to like rail him back so they didn't just go out to sea or some shit like yeah. that and mr trickle watches as this guy has it strapped around his arm his arm gets fucking torn off he witnessed someone's arm getting torn yeah, off. yeah yeah damn dude so he quit the u-boat and he decided to go into <laughs> firefighting <laughs> I'd quit that shit too, man. <laughs> Fuck. I'm just like, dude, this, yeah. this guy did the most ridiculous stuff. And then now he's like 75 or something. So fucking healthy. Yeah. And he works at some math and science high school. Damn. That's where he taught me what math. A story, dude. Yeah. Fucking just teaching kids. Yeah. Imagine That's, like. And he's happy. Yeah. Telling your his grandkids, you know, like six years old, like, like a scary story about this guy's arm getting ripped off. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's insane. His That's stories cool. were pretty sick though. Yeah. I mean, now he gets to tell all of us, mm. all the students. So mm. I think he's making a good impact, you know, no matter what the fuck you decide to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like even uh, like you have to make mistakes, dude. You have to like really do sometimes some dumb things to have a cool story to tell, you know, be yourself, make those mistakes. I feel like my dad probably has a couple of cool stories that he made, you know, mm. and like, you know, things that he, you know, obviously regrets, but, you know, it shaped him into a person. And that's what's, I feel like even the, the teacher, you know, like, making those mistakes is like super, super critical about building character. 
I mean, I feel like you've got your own sick ass story too. And I know we've talked a little bit about it, but yeah, I totally want to like delve into it. Cause yeah. Yeah. So one thing I was telling Sean one time we were working out a while back is that, uh, like honestly, bro, no homo, <laughs> but you fucking remind me of my best friend, Ryan, you do. And I, I love it, dude. It's like, it's like this energy that just, I think it draws people in and it draws me in especially. And it's like this, uh, this sense of like humbleness that you have about you, even though you've been through shit. Mm. And that's something that I can respect because I don't know why my best friends happen to have, like we, all my best friends I've ever had have all had a really shitty childhood, <laughs> but in a totally different way. Mm. So my two closest best friends, like they grew up in poverty. They didn't have anything. Um, and I told you a lot about this story. Yeah, I'm different. I was blessed to have two parents. I was blessed to have them have money. Mine is just very, very different. Mine was like conservative Asian, you know, growing up in a household alone, an only child, and then just some other stuff, you know, um, uh, a little bit of um, that Asian type of, I don't really like to say it because I'm sure everybody has had worse. Yeah. But uh, I definitely, I don't know what was going through my mind, but I was I was pretty suicidal for the first like 16 years of my life. So The first 16 years? I moved out of the house 15 years old. I applied for the math and science school and then I lived in the dorm there for a while. Wow. And that's where Dude. I got in tons of trouble because I was fucking free. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. free. I could imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so young to be thinking those thoughts. Yeah, I guess, you know, that's an emotional time for someone too. You mm -hmm. know? But that's actually something that I was thinking about earlier today mm. before, you know, we had this podcast is, uh, I, I want to, I want to hear more of your story, but I feel like you and I both have this blessing where we can look at the past and be like, fuck, thank God I'm not there anymore. hundred percent, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, even like, I, that's why I love music so much. Cause sometimes like I can't find the words to describe like how happy I am where to be where I am now. And sometimes when I hear people talk about like where they come from and like something like, you know, it just, it, it helps me to understand that like, you know, I'm not the only one, you know, that other people have done it too. And like, just appreciate life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. Sometimes it's tough to like really just sit down with yourself and be like, yo, I made it, dude. Like, I'm here. Yeah. Because, like, when you come from that place, like, there's not really a making it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's always more. You can always do more. And I feel like just finding that, like, peace about, like, being where you're at and everything's fine is hard for us. Because, like, we've just grown, you know, we've just grown so much, you know? So it's just, like, what's next? So what did you, like, initially want to do? Uh, did you have an idea when you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be an archaeologist, actually. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to like dig up like dinosaurs and stuff. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like go to the desert and like find like uh, treasure, dude. I was a, mm. I loved the idea of like finding treasure. I'd go on like walks and find like little like coves and like dig in the dirt, trying to find like some kind of like gold coin. And yeah, I used to have dreams and like daydream about like driving down the side of the road and just seeing a duffel bag in the weeds and opening it up. And there's like hundreds of dollars bundles of cash in there <laughs> that's sick. yeah no, it's just like it's always treasure has always been like so close to my heart damn that's crazy I gotta find the one piece 
Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, let's go. You, dude, you have to be. You have to be Zorro. I have for to. Halloween. I'm gonna be Zorro for Halloween this year. I'm gonna make Tiffany be a Nami. Nami or Robin. Yeah. Nami or Robin. Oh, fucking Robin, dude. Man. Yeah, bro. Double D's, man. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> Something about Robin. Robin Chun. Something about I have this weird thing for for Robin, Misa, and uh, um. Misa from Death Note? Misa from Death Note. Kind of like Misa from Death Note. She's a little emo little girl, yeah. That's probably why. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, fucking, uh, I'm brain farting, but from um, Attack on Titan. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I think who's like, who would be mine? Honestly, Nami, bro. I just like her attitude and those those tits, bro. Just amazing. (laughs) There's like this one scene, bro, where she's in the fucking shower. And like you just like the mist is covering her nipples. I was like, damn, bro. Like I ain't never been tempted to watch hentai in my life, but I feel like watching that shit right now. Bro, did you watch Bleach? Yes. Yeah. They had like fucking a hundred of those scenes, yeah. man. Like with Yoroichi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know what they're doing, dude. <laughs> they, they do. <laughs> they they, they do, doing. bro. They do. Yeah. Shit. What was the first anime you ever watched? Uh or read? Naruto. Oh fuck. Yeah. Dude. Started out strong, dude. Naruto's uh, mm. I don't know, actually. You would Yu-Gi-Oh count? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I then think Yu-Gi-Oh. So. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, bro. I had I had yeah. those decks, man. I oh, played that card game on the, the street. shield thing, like right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. That was good, bro. Clump like my Dude. blue eyes, white dragon. Oh hell yeah! Like uh, the high school lunch tables, bro. Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh battles. All yeah, yeah, yeah. We also had a uh, Beyblade battles in the yeah, oh, yeah, in the fucking. In like the slide, mm-hmm. kids are trying to slide down the slide. Bro, we, we got right we got now, people but. watching right now who probably don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, right? Yeah. Honestly, you guys missed out, dude. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon, and then it was probably yeah Yu Gi Oh and then Dragon Ball Z and then like Naruto was all like around like the like my first three animes I've ever watched. Nice, mm-hmm. Naruto's a, dude. Like as much as that's like a cliche anime, yeah. And, like you know it's. It's just so fucking well written. Mm-hmm. Like the story is so crazy deep and just oh. even all down to the powers and everything are just yeah. so intricate. I'm like, how much, how much time do you fucking take planning this shit out, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like his entire life, I feel like. Yeah. Wow. Like what, what made you like think about all these things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like Mike Guy's final, final form, dude, at the very end. Like even, you know, even that was just so emotional because he like gave up his life. Yeah. You know, they're like fighting like this unbeatable character with crazy strength. And it's like, that's why I love anime so much, dude. It's like, you can relate it to life. So like, so like real, like Naruto low key gave me so much strength, bro. This is like his Nindo way, bro. It's just like, I don't quit. And I loved it. You know, I was just yeah. like, yeah, like I'm going to embrace that, dude. I'm going to embrace that. Like no quit attitude. Mm-hmm. Do as many ways as I can. <laughs> I, I always felt like I fucking related to Naruto, probably because I was that outcast ass <laughs> kid. <laughs> I was that weird ass yeah. outcast kid, bro. Sitting in the swing by yourself. Yeah, dude. I was always getting in trouble too. I was getting the like mm-hmm. the red slip for like being too loud in class. I think I had that. I was that kid with ADHD when I was mm-hmm. when I was young. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> but that had me. Uh, that actually had me thinking um, about uh, you know who was it. Like guy and these characters giving their lives, but um, and then you mentioning the names earlier. My friend uh, Dion and I were actually thinking about naming our kid, like, cause you're 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 saying that you're you're laughing about how your name feels like, yeah, very common and everything. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about naming our kids, um, 
like I was going to name him like Kevin Ryan. And he, he was going to name his kid like Ryan Kevin after our best friend that passed away. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> his, na- his name was literally just Ryan Kevin. I feel like those are the two most common names pretty, yeah, on the pretty, planet. Pretty, that's pretty Right bad. along with it. Yeah. I feel like as long as it like means something. Yeah. You know, yeah. Means something strong. Then mm-hmm. who fucking cares? Yeah. I feel like names are super important too. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's like the meaning behind it and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, my name's different, but my mom just fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Pick it out of a baby book. Don't even know what the fuck it means. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to figure that out for yourself. Yeah. You got to write your own destiny, bro. No, yeah. This is true. You know? This is true. There was a girl, female friend of mine, though, that was saying, like, you could look up your name and see what it means by just, like, Googling it online. Want to do it right now? Fuck yeah. Let's fucking yeah, do let's it. Let's do it. <laughs> look it up. Dude. Oh, shit. You got it already? Yeah. Yeah, my service sucks. What does it say? Mine. So, Nile means champion or passionate. <laughs> Dude keep going is that it yeah just champion comma passionate bro that's real dude you're probably like other than myself like you are a passionate person i mean the people your relationships dude like the, even just talking about your friends but even like what we talked about you know with like just like relationships with anyone you like you take it very seriously and deep so that makes sense dude that's what i mean like names are important maybe your mom might have picked it out of a book but there's a lot more that's going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Thank you, bro. Yeah. That really means a lot. I think, um, I know we're, we're all tailored based off of our experiences as a kid and maybe, but yeah, I think, uh, I think it's just cause, uh, I think I just had a very lonely childhood. So I think I realized that, uh, the number one thing for me is just the relationships. It's like people, friendships mm. relationships like having like a, a family and a community yeah i think because i don't think i've ever felt more miserable feeling than just being absolutely totally alone do you find that in the fitness industry family relationships do you think or where do you find it the most would you say i gotta be real um yeah. most of my family and friends have been out of the fitness industry i'd say okay so i lived in san diego for the first four years and i kind of uh i actually had a bad perception of la at first I was like, mm, people are probably just going there to, you know, for status or to yeah. get things from each other. Clout. Yeah. And everyone in San Diego, I, I'm sure you've heard, but like people in San Diego, just, they're, they're just chill. They're and chill. They just want to have a good time. Yeah. It's very like, it's kind of sleepy, but everyone there just to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Yeah. But then afterwards I was like, you know, I want to take a chance and I want to try something new because I've been in San Diego for so while. So I moved up to LA and there's still a lot of amazing people here. Yeah. There's still a lot of really real ass, cool, amazing people here. Mm-hmm. And I guess it just means you just have to take time to find your tribe. hundred percent. I mean, like I was talking with Jay Cutler yesterday and I was, I was overwhelmed, dude. Like being out here, uh, the fitness industry in general, like meeting, uh, these characters, uh, trying to find someone genuine is so hard, you know, cause, um, I feel like everyone kind of wants something from you, but like Jay, was just being like a father figure. He just gives me like such a father figure energy. Man. He does, right? You know, he just sits with you and he asks you questions and he'll like just sit there and listen to you. And he doesn't need you because he's fucking Jay Cutler. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, wow, like, wow, dude, you're talking to me. But he's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> anyway, like, are you eating your meals, dude? You know, he kept oh, that, he yeah, asking yeah, yeah. me that. He's like, getting your calories in? Like, what's your dreams, dude? And I was just like, wow, man, this is so nice. Yeah. And then I met Joe Andrews today. I worked out with him. Mm-hmm. Such a cool, genuine dude. And I'm like, you know what? Today I just realized it. I was like, 
you know, LA isn't isn't bad. It's just you gotta find your your tribe. Like mm-hmm. you said, you find your people. They're out there. And what I'm learning is it's okay to be alone, to stick to, with yourself, you know, in a crowd full of people. Like, because yours worth your time is worth so much more than just like a cheap conversation or a cheap, you know, like like you someone's like, yo, let's go out. And you're like, yeah, sure, let's go. But you don't want to go out. Your time, your peace is worth so much more than that, dude. And just finding those people that will respect your wishes and your thoughts is just so much so, so great. I think that's powerful. I have found a lot of amazing people in the fitness industry too, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure you remember like us having fun at like the Yenale event and the Yenale yeah. party too. Yeah. Like, I really do like a lot of the people on our team. Yeah. And it's kind of a surprise to me mm-hmm. if I'm going to be real. Like, I understand first impressions are real and I have those mm-hmm. too. You know, it's hard for me to detach from those. So, but a lot of the people um, we have on our team, like, they're real ass motherfuckers. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times, like, maybe people might feel like, like, a little bit suspicious of being taken advantage of and all these things. But the way that I look at it is we all, especially in a place where we're really trying to continue to climb mm-hmm. and in a place in a community in a, a modern age like today where social media has taken over um, our, like, our wants because of our like intenses and intense searches for dopamine and acquiring more. It's hard to feel like we have enough time. Yeah, and it is. the oh. biggest currency that we have these days, unless you are really struggling for money, tends to be our time. Mm. So if there's a lot of people asking for your time, if you have millions of followers and there's all these people asking for your time, you have to choose. You have to choose. And so... I think the, it's it's important for for us to try and not take things personally because sometimes it has nothing to do with you. It's just maybe someone just genuinely is so overwhelmed that they don't have, like it's really difficult for them to make the time, you know? Yeah. And I think it's it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to sit with those things. But if you can really just understand, you know, I think it makes things a little bit easier. Yes. Damn. What. What? Did you know what Sean means? Isn't it like gift of God or something? Yeah, God is gracious. God is, oh my. That's dope as hell. God is gracious and then there's one that says gift of gift from God too. God is so gracious, dude. That gives me chills. I just goes into the story of my, my upbringing, bro. You know, I just go into it, man. It's just uh, like I was, I grew up in a family of six. So I have five brothers and sisters. Yeah. My mom, uh, my dad was never there, dude. He was an alcoholic. You know, and uh, from what I remember, we grew up in Rochester, which was, you know, Rochester, New York. We lived in the South Wedge, um, a very poor neighborhood. You know, um, I just remember like small snippets of things like just like we used to play with uh, the cockroaches in our house. Like we would sit on the kitchen table. Oh, shit. And they watch them come out and then flip the switch on and just watch them scurry. We used to do that for fun, bro. <laughs> that's crazy, like, that's, bro. But that we didn't know any better. Yeah. You know what I mean? My, my mom used to make spiders fight on sticks when they were in the Philippines. Dude. Then, that's actually, that's how, how did she get them on sticks? I don't know, bro. That would have been crazy. Like make like a whole edit out of it. Like, <laughs> spiders fighting. But like, yeah, man. So that was that that's basically like the moral of the story is like my dad wasn't there my mom was trying her best to you know um so like support us um that you know my dad was like you know a pretty cool dude as far as i remember but i just know that he would get like super violent sometimes and i have like memories of him 
like beating my sisters. Like he never would touch us Holy kids, shit. like boys. Like he would spank us. But he was so violent to my sisters and my mom, huh. like women in general. It was terrible. And then like he would like throw my mom like down the stairs like all the time. And they would yell and cops would, I mean, cops were like our neighbors, dude. They would come all the time. But as a kid, I didn't really know any better, dude. So like, bro, what's fucked up is like, we'd go to grocery stores and I would steal. But I was like in first grade, I didn't know what I was doing. It was just like, it seemed like it was just okay to do. Mm-hmm. And I ended up like, that was in my, like, that was like part of me, like, like stealing. I ended up stealing money from like babysitters. And I was like, dude, I was a kid. I didn't know any better. You know what I'm saying? You know, my sister, because of the abuse between her and my dad, um, ended up like, like sexually like abusing me when I was like, you know, like before, I don't even know exactly how old I was, but I wasn't in second grade yet. And I remember like, like being so scared because it was my fault. And, um, like, like she would like say, oh, you got to do it again because it, I'm just going to, you know, tell him like, you, it's your fault. And like, I felt like really guilty about that. And I always like thought like, now I think about it, I'm like, man, why does this stuff happen to me? And like, even just like when it, a couple months go by, we lived in a really bad neighborhood and like, we had this really strange thing happen where the neighbors across the street had it, like this girl and they we set up like tiki torches you know what those are tiki torches they're like these sticks of bamboo with like a candle on top mm. we pulled a mattress out into my neighbor's backyard and we stuck up these tiki torches like around the bat the, the backyard this girl would like just i don't know what we were doing dude but she hopped on top of me and was like riding me and like in front of all my friends it was just so strange dude and so, like, my, like, I didn't have a normal childhood at all. And that was, like, before I even was in second grade. Like, I'll say that again. But, like, I didn't think anything of it. It was just, like, I didn't tell anyone that, actually, until I was, like, 7, 18, 17, 18. I wrote a letter telling my mom what happened when I was a kid. And I hid it in her, in her drawer, in her office drawer, that maybe one day she'd find it. And I wouldn't have to tell her because I was so scared to tell her. And But she never found it. So... Um, you know, as time goes on, man, like my mom has got like five kids. She doesn't have time for us. She, she stole us all away from my dad in Rochester and, and we moved to Syracuse, New York. And in Syracuse, New York, we were in the, we were in the sticks, we were in the country. And, um, it was like so new cause we came from the city, but I loved it, man. Like I remember like we just kind of appeared at this house and it had this giant woods in the back. And I'd spend hours like running in the woods and just exploring. My imagination would just go crazy. You know, it was like my my place, man. <clears throat> but, you know, I was in high school. I had a, you know, we were, we were very poor, but I never really thought about it. You know, I never really compared myself to anyone else. It was just what it was, you know? Um, And so like, you know, second grade, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and then eighth grade. When I got into like high school, I started to see like, man, my clothes are like, really like dirty and dingy and these guys have like new shoes all the time and like they look nice and the girls are pretty and it's just like i felt like such a bum i was embarrassed to like bring anyone over to my house because it was just so dirty and like i felt like like we were just less than you know my whole life i felt like i was just less than everyone 
So like I would like kind of act out in school, you know, be like super like loud and class clown and act stupid in class just for like laughs and for attention, you know. But, you know, I ended up like uh, my mom was constantly moving around. So like we moved to Albany and uh, went to a new high school there. But like I just missed my friends, dude. Like I missed like not get we went to a big school now and it was like everyone was like way bigger than me and like. You know, I was just like super intimidated. You know, I was really, really intimidated. I went for like two months. <clears throat> um, and then I actually moved out, man. I moved out of my house when I was 16. And I moved back to Syracuse. And I tried to like stay at my friend's house, just like sleeping on his couch, trying to like go back to that same high school. But they needed like ownership of me. My mom had to sign like some kind of document to say that like they can kind of have me. But she wouldn't do that. And so I wasn't going to school, you know, it was like ninth grade and um, like the neighbor had like a lot of money, rich, rich neighbor. And I didn't have anything, you know, I didn't have school, didn't have anything. So I was like smoking weed <clears throat> at the time. So I robbed him of his like money. Went to his house one day, I took his money. Like he had like money on the table, kitchen table or some shit in an envelope. I went back to my house and I just put it in my drawer. Just something, dude. And they found out that like, he was like, he was like, oh, I'm missing money, you know. And they went in my drawer, they took it out, and they saw it was me. And they kicked me out. And uh, I had my older sister at the time living in, you know, in Rochester, where we where we grew up. So I just hit her up. I was like, hey, like I don't have anywhere to go. Can I come stay with you for a little bit? So I ended up like living there with her. She was a dick. That was the same sister that abused me, by the way. And, um, so it was like last resort, you know, but she was, uh, doing drugs. Like she was just like, she's, uh, how old is she now? I think she's like eight years older than me, you know? So she was like, you know, way more mature, but she, we, she was working at a restaurant, waitressing. I got a job as a bus boy, you know, just trying to make some cash. She ended up like influencing me to like do drugs. Uh, I started smoking weed a lot. I started doing Adderall. I mean, I was 16, bro. Started doing Addies, you know, and we just, you know, the neighbors across the street, they were drug dealers, had tons of weed. <clears throat> so, like, you know, I just got into, like, got into that kind of stuff. But, like, eventually, like, I saw this guy had way more than me, so I'd go and break into his house to steal his weed, you know, and the cops would come, you know, and I'd be like, shit, I think I saw him run that way. You know, like, kind of, like, really slimy stuff, dude. And it kind of just, like, continued to go down this dark path where... I was abusing drugs. My friends were graduating from high school, and I was just a bum. I was smoking cigs. You know, my 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 physique, my frame just continued to, like, diminish. Dude, like, I was, like, severely addicted to drugs by the time I was 18. You know, I was doing, I was doing heroin. I was doing tons of cocaine. Molly, ecstasy, you know, perks popping them all the time, dude. And I was just continually, like, robbing people. That was, like, my way to live. That was like the way I knew how to live. That was the only way I could get something. So like being alone was like, you know, was like, was like really hard for me to sit with my thoughts because I didn't even know who I was anymore. Didn't know who I was anymore, dude. I met my friend. I lived with my friend. He was like a upcoming music artist in New York. And uh, we had uh, like this kind of like house it was like a trap house, I guess you could say. And I was like living there. 
I'll see. I think I had like a bed or some shit. A lot of, a lot of the things I can barely remember, man. I was living there. We got kicked out. The landlord came by and was like, there's too many people in here. Y'all need to go. So me and my brother, I call him my brother, the music artist. His name's Kasim Burks. Um, we, uh, we ended up being homeless. You know, we ended up like trying to find a way, like a rap game way to come up in the game, make money. He was trying to make music. I was trying to sell drugs. Um, we moved to Geneva. We were in Geneva because he knew people out there, but we didn't have anywhere to sleep. We were like sleeping in this baseball dugout, like the, um, you know, where people make the announcements in this like shed. So I was sleeping there for a few days. Um, still had perks on me, you know, I still had like, you know, Xanax and stuff. So I was taking those, uh, one night we talked and we were like, yo, we need money, dude. And I was like, I know. He's like, we need to go out. We need to go rob somebody, you know, tonight. So we went out and I saw this couple walking. And so I had like this little small knife, you know, and I robbed them. And then I felt terrible in the moment. So I was like, you know what, here, just take your shit back and go. The next day. I'm wearing the same clothes because I didn't have any clothes. I went to the basketball court and we meet up with his homies and they fucking jumped my ass, bro. Cause I robbed their brother. That was their brother I robbed. Oh, and I got so fucked up, <clears throat> my lip was busted. You know, they were fucking my they were fucking me up, man. This black lady comes out of nowhere. I swear to this day, I think she was an angel. She grabbed me and she brought me to the hospital. I got stitched up. After that, I was like, my friend, I watched my friend while I was getting beat up. He was just standing back, not doing anything. So I stopped talking what, to him. Like like you were just like you were just on the ground and then this this lady came in. Yeah. Yeah. She literally picked me up and she said, Get your hands off my baby. Oh yeah. shit. And she grabbed me, brought me to her car. Wow. Yeah. And random stranger, dude. Didn't know who she was. All I know is she just dropped me off at the hospital. <laughs> so it was amazing. And I mean, bad decisions after bad decisions, man. Like I I went to stay with my dad. I wanted to see, like, that was the last, there's another, you know, someone else I haven't stayed with. And he had a new wife. He had two new kids. And he was doing the same thing to them as he was doing to me, my family. And that broke me. So, I mean, after that, I mean, it was just like, went back to my mom's. I tried to go back to my mom's. <clears throat> she wouldn't have me in the house. She wouldn't let me in, man. So I was like, you know, be begging, sleeping outside. You know, I was like really just like fucked up, dude. And until this day, like I, I will never tell this to her. I would never bring this up to her because we all go through things, man. She was just trying to do the best thing that she knew how to do. You know, she didn't want me being around her or the family. But as things go, you know, played out, she got an apartment. She let me live in there. Um, and uh, we went to Abu Dhabi. I mean, that was just like a chapter of my life that I'll just throw in there from 18 to like 19 and a half, 20. We lived in the Middle East because she found a job. Nothing really happened out there. I still wasn't going to school. I tried to go back to school. It just didn't work. But when we came back, that's when things got really bad. We had the apartment I was talking about. And my friends had all grown up. They all graduated. They had cars from high school. We were in Syracuse at this time. And... uh so they were already set, you know, they, some of them were going to college, you know, college parties, you know, they had to connect now, they had drugs now, they had ways to get it. They were, you know, a little bit more into what I was into. And uh, so it just kind of like doubled down and it got really, really bad. Um, I met these people. Uh, I live really close to the reservation, Native American reservation. Mm -hmm. Cops aren't allowed to go there. So 
you know, we did a lot of things on the reservation that I won't, I don't want to talk about um, because of, you know, legal reasons, but we did a lot of things on the reservation off the reservation. I was, you know, when I was talking about drugs, it was, uh, it continued, you know, who are you with on the reservation? My, my, the chief's grandson, you know, his grandson. So it was my best friend from high school. Okay. Yeah. So he had like, you know, full, he knew all the people on there. Um, how old were you at this time? I was like 19 when, 19. We, when I got back. Um, so the next two years, I'm like 19 and then 20, uh, I was just, you know, still doing the same old things. I got, you know, I got a little charge. I got a break and entering charge because I continued to like, you know, rob and stuff like that. Man, I was so broken, man. Man, I was so broken. I was hurt. And I was like, I would get drunk and just cry, bro, because I didn't know how to express myself. I'd beat my brother up, Samuel, Jizzy. I'd beat him up. I call him a faggot. I told my, I call my mom and just like, I would just like totally be like, fuck you. Cause I was just angry. And that's how I like had to protect myself. I put anger on. Cause I didn't know what life was about, bro. All I knew was this pain and just like struggle. I was like, this is what it is. I gotta be hard. I gotta like fucking prove myself all the time. And one day I was smoking a blunt, dude. I was, I'm walking on my way to the trap house. And I heard this voice in my head and it said to me, it said, what are you going to do when the trumpet calls? And I was like, I was like, what was that? You know, like, cause like in my, in like the way my mom raised me was a Christian. When the trumpet calls is the last time, but it's like what happens before Jesus breaks through the clouds and comes back. The angels play this trumpet, the sky opens up and he comes on, you know, with a white horse. So in my faith, I believed, I was like, are they saying like before I, before he comes back or before I die, what is like, what's going to happen in my soul? So I was like, I have no idea right now. And I don't have like the capacity to answer that. So I went back to the trap house and I was like, well, we need to smoke, bro. Like, like I was paranoid. This, it talked to me again. Same question. What are you going to do when the trumpet calls? I was like, I was like, okay, I got to go. I'm going to go home. So I started walking home and I started to think about my life. Like I was just thinking about everything. I was like, I used to be good at sports because I really was in ninth grade, dude, I was ineligible. I could barely play any sports because my grades were so bad, but I was on like varsity football in ninth grade. You know, I was playing on a varsity team. Like I was like sick at lacrosse. Like I was like really, really athletic. And I now I was looking at myself now I'm smoking a cigarette, dude. I'm like skinny as hell. You know, I was like 170 pounds and I still thought I could beat anyone up. You know, it was just like ego. But I knew that I was just like, a, like I was just a shadow. Like I wasn't real. Like I wasn't like my real self, man. So I was like, man, what happened to me? Like, like what can I do right now? Like I, 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 like I want to do better. And I was twenty when I was thinking about these things. My friends they got the cars. They got they were successful, and I'm just a bum. And everyone hated me in my neighborhood. Everyone knew that I was like going to end up in jail or dead. No one really cared about me. So I was like, I need to go. I need to get help. And my mom was like, you need to go to this rehab. And I was like, why? And she's like, oh, because you're going to fucking die. And I was like, I know. I don't care. Because I didn't. But at the same time, I did. And I was like, just that question. Like, what if I could change, dude? What if I could change my life? And so I tried, dude. I called them. And I was like, yo, like, what's this all about? And they're like, it's a 14-month inpatient rehab. There's no phones. There's no outside connection. And it's a Christian rehab. And the only reason why I went is because it was a, 
because I thought maybe I could find God. Because they said Christian, I was like, God, maybe I need that. And uh, I think I left the next day or like maybe like a couple days after. I just threw, threw all my shit in a trash bag. Um, you know, my mom walked me to the train and I went to Buffalo, New York. I showed up with 200 bucks in my pocket. I said, this is all I got. Threw my trash bag like in this office. You know, I just stood there. I was like, you know, here I am. And um, I had this dream that like I was walking up this stairwell and I saw these pictures on the wall. And he's like, all right, let me show you to the room. And so I was walking up the stairwell and I looked to my left and it's the same pictures I saw in my dream. So I was like, maybe I'm in the right place. Holy like, I, I think I, I think this is it, bro. Like, I was excited. <laughs> and then in that place, man, I mean, in that place, man, I really like was the only time I've had like any kind of peace, man. And it was all men. It was like men from like age 18 to like 50. Some of these 50-year-olds were in their rehab for like the 12th time. They just couldn't get it right. And uh, I'll never forget it. They used to have chapel like twice a day, like preaching chapel. It was small, really small house. We just go down to this chapel. It was more like a room. This big black dude be up there just preaching his heart out. You know, God loves you. I was, I used to be a pimp. A pro. I had like, you know, I was a crackhead, all this stuff. And like he, he would like did the same things, if not worse than I did. But he loved like God. He loved him. And I didn't believe him. I would just be watching him like, yeah, all right, bro, like whatever. And uh, one day he was like, God loves you. And like he just like felt like he was talking to me. And that kind of like questioned, like that made me like feel something. So when everyone left, I kind of sat down and I was like, God, like, do you really love me? And like for the first time in so long, I just started to just ball, you know, just clean. I wasn't smoking cigarettes. I wasn't drunk. wasn't high. It was real tears, you know, like broken tears. And I was just like sobbing. I was like, I need help, dude. Like I'm here now. Like it's so like I'm, I'm okay. I'm safe. I can do this. I can change. And I was like, I'm going to give my heart to God. Because it's the only way I could have changed my character or find who I was. Because as the person I was before, it just wasn't me. So, like, I started to, like, brush my teeth, like, three times a day. I tried to do push-ups every day. Man, I I couldn't even do 10 push-ups, dude, when I first got there. I was so, like, fucked up, skinny. It's crazy. It was crazy. I was, like, I think I had this, like, um, this posted on TikTok. My arms, like, I had my arms up like this. It was, like, I was a skeleton, bro. And like, you know, I was in, I did the whole 14 months and like throughout that whole time, dude, I like continued to like purge my heart, like my, my hateful thoughts. Like sometimes I'd just be sitting down and just think about beating someone up. And that was just like my normal mental patterns. And I had to like kind of reach, like I had to change my way of thinking about everything and just learn that like, you know, I don't deserve, I don't, like I, I didn't deserve that, but I don't deserve like good either. I, 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 the person I was like, didn't deserve, you know, to be, I don't know, man, but I called up all the people I hurt and all the girls that I like slept with. Cause I felt so guilty. I called them and I said, I was sorry, tried to make amends with my past, but then I had a, got a phone call <clears throat> and, uh, the chief's son before I left to uh, rehab, uh, I saw him. And I was like, yo, I'm going to rehab. I looked him in his eyes and he was like super like, he's like sad. I saw his like soul. He was just like, he needed help too, dude. 
but I was too scared to ask him to go because it was a Christian rehab. And I was like, I got to go. And he was like, I love you, bro. Like, I'll be here when you get out. So I got that phone call and I uh, I learned that he like killed himself. Like shot himself in the head. Yeah. So he was like off of like, he was off of like uh, mushrooms and like he was tripping and then he just killed himself, dude. So I had to sit with that, you know? So I was like, yeah. So I had to do it. I had to be better. I had to change my life for him and for me. And now all those people that knew me back then, they can't believe the person that they're looking at now, man. Because if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here or be the person that I am. So that's why it means so much to me. Like when I catch myself riding through L.A., going to young LA shoots, you know, meeting guys like you and Jay Cutler and these, these great men. It's like, man, like it's possible, bro. Like I like, it's possible for anyone, you know, and I appreciate it. That's why I appreciate life. Cause like, I don't really don't even know how I got here, dude. All I know is it's like, you know, just keep trying my best, you know, that's all I could do. Educate myself where I can. So that's pretty much it, man. That's like pretty much how I got here. I got out of rehab, went to the military because I needed, I couldn't go back to New York. I needed structure. So I went to the military and it's been about four years now. I'm getting out in uh, 120 days. 120 days, baby. They gave me the orders, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm out, man. It's a new chapter. It's like a, we're just, we're just, life is just like chapters. It's a new chapter for me. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, man. That's powerful, bro. Uh, That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. You excited to to get out of the military? How was, how was the military for you? Military was so cool, dude. Loved it. I loved it, you know. Mm. Just serving the country. I used to hate the government, obviously, cops and that stuff, but... <laughs> Hey, but I, but when I was in rehab, I was like, you know what? Like, actually, I want to help people. You know, I want to do, I want to help people, man. Mm-hmm. So the Coast Guard is like a life-saving service. So I was like, dude, let me try to like save some lives or some cool stuff. I was in a, I was a body bearer, uh, my first unit. So basically what we did for work, which is so dope, is uh, we would show up to work. We'd drill. We'd like carry caskets, fold flags you know practice like the routine for like a burial and then we go hit the gym no nice. that was it that was the whole day bro <laughs> yeah and like and we did that for two years so it was just like i they told me when i first reported to that unit they're like you're gonna be a body bearer you have a test in two days the test was this you couldn't show facial emotion and you could only breathe out of your nose and so it was 30 seconds between each exercise so the first one was Bench 225 for 10. The next one was uh, 75-pound dumbbells, you know, presses for 10. The second one was squat. I think it was like 275 for 10. 
The third was like 370, deadlift 375 for 10. And then you had to go outside and then you had to carry 100 pound dumbbells like the gym, the, across the gym and back. And then you had to, it's like this side carry with like uh, 135 pounds. Like you're holding the casket and you had to like walk down the gym and back, switch hands. And then at the very Ooh. end, you had to curl the curl it and then press it over your head like oh, with a casket. Shit. But you couldn't even breathe. You couldn't show emotion. And dude, I passed. I passed. I don't know how I passed because <laughs> oh, I was not like in the like I was in the gym, but like these guys were were huge, mon behemoths, dude. Mm -hmm. And like while I was like while I passed, they're like, all right, cool, like initiation time, straight up like a like a fraternity. Like we would we after work we just like drink all the time. <laughs> it was so cool. They were like great dudes, you know. And um, but it was just such a cool brotherhood, you know. We yeah. like we joke around, but when it was time to like carry a casket and like show honors to the family, like we locked it in and we really felt for them, you know what I mean? So it was just like such a cool honor to, to do that. I did that for two years. Saw, you know, Trump and Biden. I was there for Biden's inauguration and I was there for uh, Trump's signing of the Space Force, which was dope. Made it on the news. It was pretty cool. But, um, you know, my next unit, I was in the aviation maintenance technician um i passed my asvab with like you know pretty good scores and then uh so i was able to do like aviation mm -hmm. and uh which was fun it was a lot of work like being a mechanic i didn't know anything about tools so i don't learn all that stuff but it was dope and i wanted to be a rescue swimmer though i didn't want to be a mechanic the school was just so hard it was like navy seal training it's like i swam to the, the pool with the swimmers once just to see if i could do it um to warm up was a 500 meter swim mm. just a warm-up you know jesus an olympic pool too and then they did like over-unders <clears throat> swim underneath the whole pool under Ugh. come up and then swim back do it again <laughs> like bro like it was like a two-hour workout and that was that was just like the beginning that was my least favorite sport as a kid yeah i would just drink water the bro, entire time socks, bro. <laughs> like and at that point i was like yeah i can't do this bro and i had my i had my ex-girlfriend with me living with me at the time so this was like super stressful. We single now, baby. Dude, I uh, no fucking wonder you got the craziest workouts. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. No, though. it does. No, the, the, that's not from them. It was from this the guy in rehab that I met. This dude was an ex marine, and I was telling Joe this. He's like, he's like, why do you, how do you, like, where did you start working out like this? Because this guy. I was doing calisthenics for like six months while I was mm -hmm. in there. I was pushing up, like pull-ups, sit-ups, like running a lot. He's like, bro, get in the gym. And I was like, no, man, I don't like those guys, man. They're all full of themselves. Like, they suck. He's like, dude, just check it out. Try it. You have a great frame. Maybe you could be like, you know, maybe like we could be huge, bro. You could be jacked. And like I went in the gym, dude. We were doing chest day, first day. He picked up 90-pound dumbbells, put them in, um, on me like this. He's like, lift it up. <laughs> I couldn't lift, bro. There's no way. I was just getting started. And he, like, I could probably do like the 50s, maybe 45s at the time. And he was like, we're going to be in here until you could pick up the 90s. Whoa, that's some David Goggins bro, shit. Yeah. And so we trained and trained every day. And he would push me so hard, dude. He was, he was like not all there. And he would just push me so damn hard. I thought that's how everyone worked out. Yeah. And when I got out, I realized that everyone trains like bitches and you know i was just yeah. like you know giving it 100 percent just because of that dude i got to give him shout out brian reed thank you so much for training me <laughs> teaching me yeah. how to lift because yeah man it was that dude he like, did that 
They ain't know me, son. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't know me, <laughs> son. Oh, shit. Yeah, bro. It's crazy. So I, now it's kind of funny. Now I pick up 90s. I just think about that time. Every time I, like, I touch a 90 pound, if I'm doing like shoulder presses or rows, I'm like, this is where it started, bro. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? 90s. That's insane. That's a crazy fucking journey, dude. We'll get right back to the podcast in a second. But I just wanted to take this break to thank you guys immensely because this podcast is my favorite content to create and i couldn't have done it without you guys contributing to it will further help its growth and allow us to listen to more amazing guests such as the one you're listening to today so if you'd like to support the podcast you can do so by rating us a five stars on apple Podcasts, spotify or anywhere you find your podcast or subscribing to the youtube channel and if you would like to help fund the podcast you can do so by using nile for a discount off of young la clothing or huge supplements thank you guys again so much We'll be right back to the podcast. Also, also, Michael also means huh. who is like God or a gift of gift from God. Who is like God? Question mark. Yeah. Or a gift from God. So both of your names. God. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. God especially, is gracious. Especially with your fucking story. Bro. Yeah. God is gracious, dude. My mom is a super, super Filipino. So I grew up like a hardcore Catholic. She like mm. prayed the rosary like every day went to church like once or twice a week. So I grew up with that. And um, it was a period of time where I was very, like I was in the praise and worship band. Was, no way. Like playing piano and playing guitar and like singing oh. the praise and worship band and all this shit. Oh, I would love to I see also, that. I also played piano for my choir, uh, for my church choir for like the first, um, from like when I was like eight, nine, nine years old or something up till I was 15 and then I left him like to that. do some hood rat shit <laughs> to do some yeah. hood rat shit. <laughs> my friends <laughs> yeah yeah and then i got suspended from high school for being caught with a girl in the public restroom and my mom spent the next three three months crying oh my god <laughs> yeah but in school dude i lived there oh that's right you did live there it was a dorm <laughs> was she hot she was emo as fuck. She was the emo person in school. Yeah. I, I was dressed. I was always dressed up in prep clothes because my parents were. Uh, they care about honor and they care about looking good and they care about like what you look like and how much money you look like you have. So yeah. that's how they dressed me up. But on the inside, I always listened to alternative music, yeah. rock, metal, just hardcore shit. Um, I used to get these hoodies that had like fucking holes in the thumbs because oh, yeah. I was I thought it was this, I don't know mm. my all my best friends were like my best friend was um he was a kid that was into anime introduced me into a lot of anime and he uh his parents had nothing his mom was just an artist uh, they were divorced my other best friend in middle school he was like the skater he also only had uh, a mom and he didn't have anything else I think maybe he had one more sibling didn't have any money and every time i had these best friends my parents would not let me hang out with them because they're like these guys are yeah my mom was so judgmental like the most like nothing against my parents i love my parents um and i still choose to go visit them for christmas yeah but um just relaying my experience from our past it's how right. it was you know yeah. and it's a culture you know i can't blame anybody it's just it's it's, it's very common in especially asian culture and she lived there you know she was born there right yeah so yeah. i'm sure it's a whole Both lot my parents stronger were from the philippines yeah and i'm I'm pretty sure also like they seem kind of more of like the east asian type of filipinos too especially my dad so i can understand how the family's got that kind of yeah culture going on but yeah i guess that's it's a weird thing it's just i don't know i don't know what my point of that is but it is just a correlation that i've noticed that like all my best friends my whole life have kind of been 
like, similar, yeah, yeah. but not like me. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think I just admire like mm. the shit you guys have been through and I don't know, maybe I'm just tired of, tired of judgmental. Maybe <laughs> judgmental that could be it too. Yeah. Maybe it's just like yeah. almost like a feeling, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny how you just keep gravitating toward these kind of people, mm-hmm. but maybe it's just something that like you would just like earn almost like a badge or like a stripe. Mm-hmm. When you go through those things, it's like, you all, you know, this guy's not going to judge you. Why? I don't know. You just kind of know. Because mm-hmm. you get to know that person. You're like, oh, yeah, he's been through shit. That's why I was like, make mistakes. Got to make mistakes, dude. You have to. Because that's like the only way you can really tell a story. Right. But I'm not saying go out there and do dumb shit. I'm just saying, like, be yourself. And I think you've done that. I think, like, you've done that 100%. I made a lot of mistakes, for sure. Yeah. And, like, you're <laughs> yourself. Hundred percent, man. Podcast, bro. I mean, it doesn't get any more vulnerable than this. Conversations and stories and things like that. So, thanks, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but um, I was literally thinking though, the amount of shit and lifting that you went through. Yeah. All right, I gotta fucking. I gotta. We got. We gotta talk about this. What? All right. Are you gonna put, do like some like constellation? Yeah, I'll put you on this. I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick. <laughs> okay. Fucking Sean. Are you natty yeah. or not? Bro, I'm a lifetime <laughs> Yeah, do you think I got time or fucking know anything about that stuff by now? Uh, no, yeah, I know. Like going through rehab and yeah. stuff like that. I feel like this, I feel like this shit would be the last shit on your <laughs> mind, <laughs> no, bro. bro. I just get, go back to getting needles and yeah. shit again. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no. And I, I've never even like, I just snorted. I never even, t- I don't think I ever touched a single needle in my life. Like for drugs. I just snort everything. It's just snort everything. Damn. Smoke it. Smoke or snort. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, that's the lifetime natural. Yeah, I mean, what else could you fucking say? Yeah, you know, right hand on the Bible on my mom. Put it, you know, put it on whatever you want. I want to tell. All right, so this is for the for everyone watching and listening. Mm. I can understand how you guys think that he's not natural, and I got to be <laughs> real with you, bro. The yeah. first time I saw you, I think it was on. I think it was on Marcus's page or something or a reel. Oh, and then yeah. my old videographer Ian also sent me a video of you. And uh, I don't remember what the video was. Uh, I think it was something about your natural status. And when I saw that, I was just like, ah, yeah, fucking right. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> I thought I was like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Natty, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then um, Marcus was like, honestly, bro, like at first I didn't think it was Natty either, but then I met him in person and I realized like, like there's nothing about his physique that like says like, like I'm on trend or I'm on, mm. I'm on like, I'm on Mastron or something or like, there's no like hardening, like, uh, like you can normally tell, right? Yeah. Like there's something about like with a natural physique, you normally have like a little bit more of a softness to it. Yeah. Regardless of whether it's full or dry, there's a little bit more of a yeah. softness to it. Huh. There's not those 3D muscle bellies, but he was also saying that like, I think one of the things that makes your physique is your arms. Oh yeah. Your arms are fucking massive. And I was thinking about this too. Yeah. And the thing is like, we all know that genetics play a huge factor. Mm-hmm. However, I'm going to have, an, I have another argument that I, I think that I feel for you as well. Cause you've had, even though you had those years in uh, like years through 16 through 20 years old, you've had a lot of years as an athlete. Yes. Yeah. And yes. muscle muscle, like I truly believe in muscle memory mm. being a real thing, but 
you look at genetics and all these people around, like even like, I feel like even Josh Minoy is more sus as a natty than you are, to be honest. The, the Hispanic guy? He's not Hispanic. He's like, oh. he's like 43% black. And he, oh he, yeah. My boy that was I, on the too. I look at his pictures and I'm like, I got some fucking work to do as a <laughs> right. natural. Like, yeah. Bro, I'm not fucking natural. And I look at this guy and I'm like, I got some work to do. Like, bro. how your biceps look like that, bro? Like, no, seriously. Uh, yeah, but I think that's one of the things that like makes y'all's physique so fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, you guys got those arms. Mm-hmm. Those arms like scream size. Yeah. Man. They scream size. And out of all the people, like, like when you're like swiping on Instagram, yeah. do we ever like come across like a chick that just has massive fucking legs? Like, very rarely like rarely but like that happens right and you're Sometimes, like she's using shit yeah you probably yeah. like think that she's using shit yeah. but i've seen some girls that just like they just like genetically have this tiny waist but then they just got everything is just on their butt and their thighs yeah just everything love and it. it's fucking massive and like they got the skinniest arms even if they lift yeah and it's like sometimes you just have those genetics for either like just big ass arms or just like big ass legs yeah and then you can't grow the other you know sometimes that just happens it's yeah you know what i mean yeah. and i've some of these girls that i've seen with like these big ass legs some of these girls are definitely like not on steroids they just like they're just like that. they just carry their muscle and their fat there you know mm. and like why can't that be true with guys too you know true. especially a dude yeah. who like works out and I fucking know you work out, bro, because I've oh. worked out with both you and Josh, and I haven't worked out with anyone else that's worked out harder than you guys, especially when you do arm day. Yeah, just kill it. <laughs> yeah. You fucking Fuck. you kill arm day, bro. Like people like to, I said, like at the uh, the black party, the meet and greet, uh, meet and greet. They, they asked me like, "What's your split?" And I was like, "I chased the pump," and people are like, "Oh, he's fucking hella volume. He's using shit." No, motherfucker. I just go from one set to the next. I'm not thinking about who's texting my phone. I'm not thinking about what the fuck I'm going to eat after this. I'm like, my bicep could use more. I got more peak, like tricep needs work, dude. I'm in the lab. I'm chasing it, you know, like, and I feel like it just depends on like how you work out, man. I really do think so. It's like, yeah, you got science-based lifters, you know, they're pretty big. You know, I've seen a few big ones. I don't see no pumps, dude. You know, I don't, I don't see the, I don't like in the gym. I'm like, I'm not like, damn good control, bro. Look at your fucking huge. I'm like, where's the pump? Obviously it's, it's got, it makes sense. Like you gain muscle from science based lifting, but the way that I've done it, the way that I was taught to do it by that Marine was you fucking give it at your all and whatever happens, you know, happens, but you got to hit them nineties soon, dude. Mm. And so it's just like that hunger that I got to grow. Like, that's right. all I ever really care about. Never, ever. I mean, in this industry, I was I ever concerned that someone was going to think that I wasn't natural. I had no idea. Like, until I was like, all right, double bicep. And people were like, fuck, this dude's arms are huge. I'm like, oh, thanks, right. bro. Like, I just never really was like, thought my physique was impressive. And then, like you're saying, it's just my arms, which is true. Jay Cutler told me at dinner yesterday, he's like, bro, you got to. Skip arm day. <laughs> he's like, you got to stop doing arms, bro. Like he's like, he's like, it's kind of overpowering your physique right now. Uh, and coming from Jay Cutler, that shit hurt. I was like, all right, man, you're right. Do some more back days. <laughs> yeah. Stop doing arms. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing to tell him, bro. Honestly, you're going to kill me. <laughs> I'm going to be so depressed next few months. Well, I mean, like after watching you lift too, though. Yeah. Like, cause I, I, I don't know everything. I'm not, 
particularly special. I just, I do like science because I guess it just comes from my background of like Sorry. starting off as an, no, Sorry. starting off as an engineer and everything. Yeah. But um, I, uh, the way that you train, honestly, to me, looks literally just like you're resting maybe in a minute and a half, two minute rests. Yeah. Um, when you do, do your, like you're not throwing weight around. Yeah. You have control. Yeah. And then you just, maybe you'll superset stuff. Yeah. I mean, honestly, dude, like even though you're chasing the pump, you're still doing things optimally. Yeah. And here's the thing about science-based lifting is, um, and Renaissance periodization, Dr. Mike Israel has talked about this too, but a lot of people have talked about this. But when it comes to hypertrophy, there's actually a lot of different types of uh, ways that you can train for hypertrophy. When it comes to strength, there's yeah. like, there's a specific type. Right. You gotta take long rests. Yes. You gotta do all this preparation beforehand. Yeah. You know, you gotta keep the reps slow. You don't wanna fatigue yourself over too much. But when it comes to like getting big, there's a big, big variety of ways that you can train to mm. continue to grow. For example, like Stan Efferding says, two to five seconds of an eccentric. That's a big range. Yes. Two to five seconds of an eccentric. You could either go, you could like fucking hold it for a while, you know, and you'll still incur, uh, at least for the research that we know, yeah. a similar amount of hypertrophy. So yeah. honestly, the way I see it is that we're so used to just sticking to eight reps that the only ones that really change things is like the bodybuilders that do pop on gear. Yes. A lot of the coaches give them like, like for example, one of my days of my program mm -hmm. is my, one of my weeks of my program is crazy. He's got me doing like 25 reps, like maybe three sets of four exercises, but every set is a drop set of another 25 Holy reps. Holy smokes, dude. Right? Isn't that fucking nuts? Wow. And that's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. So like I, I definitely can't push weight on that day for sure. No. I'm pushing fucking Brad Brad Martin <laughs> comes up to me on this day with his fucking camera and he's like, dude, why are you doing pussy weight? No like, way. Bro. Get yeah, out of here. He, does, he, does. he was just face. he was just messing around. Uh, but I was just like the one time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I fucking had to explain myself. Yeah. But um uh I I I tr like I truly think that you have to have those days too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like we are our, our 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 fibers, our muscles are made of both slow twitch and fast twitch yes. fibers. If you're always hitting eight to ten reps or twelve to fifteen reps, mm -hmm. twelve to fifteen isn't very different from eight to ten. And like the way I was training until I want to say three months ago, I was I worked out. I had back day with Han and Kahani. And what That's I've been so legendary, bro. bro. It's like I, I revert back to that same set range. Everything we did, I try to do it every back day now because my lats just weren't growing for the longest time. I just my back just sucks, dude. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Just so much rep and so much enthusiasm into my workouts that I was missing out on those eccentric, on the eccentric, on the squeeze and like the the mind muscle connection. It's so easy for me to find it like right here mm -hmm. on the curls because I'm like I'm looking at it, I can touch it. Yeah, but on the back, it's just it's that much more hard. So what I've been doing now is more of a science based approach to my workouts, doing a lot of slower reps especially for my back, you know, and I'm honestly, I've been seeing some, I feel like I'm a little more sore now when I, when I work out, like I yep. like the switching of like the style of training. I like Bro, to switch it. My know? coach asks me every week, uh, I have to write down like a list and answer a list of questions. Yeah. One of the questions is how is your soreness this week? And, wow. and I adapt if I do the same thing, but he has me change every week. And so every week I feel like a new stimulation. Dude, of soreness. That's awesome. Like that's when cool. I'm in the high rep, high rep week i was like holy shit i'm like really fucking <laughs> sore dude i'm really i like yeah. can't walk 
And then I'm like, okay, so I think I feel like the low rep days, I don't feel as soreness. And then the high rep days, I feel a lot more sore. But then I did like that heavy leg day with you. Yeah. Yeah. When you spotted me and I was doing, I did 470. Well, I wasn't supposed to do the 455 for four, whatever. 460, right? Yeah. 405 plus 50, 455. Yeah. Right? Four, I, wasn't, I wasn't supposed to do it for four, but I decided I wanted to do it anyways. And then the rest of the workout, I did eight reps. And I was sore as fuck. Was sore as fuck. Damn, it was crazy. Yeah, and we got that for like what, like five reps, four or five reps. It was four, four. Yeah, it was four. I want to one day. My goal is one day, someday, is to rep out five plates, bro. Eight reps, reppy. That would be crazy. That would be so sick. I can see it though. You got a you got nice legs, bro. Thanks, man. No Thanks. homo shit. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I think like a gym bro who sees a guy who's got nice legs, you're like, fuck, like. This guy goes hard. You know <laughs> Thanks, what I mean? dude. Yeah. Well, I'm like looking at everybody in the top of classic <laughs> physique right now on the pro stage. Monsters. Like, right? Fucking Urs, Chris Bumstead. Monsters. What's his, what's his name? Uh, fucking Dino. Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all have, I, I almost feel like legs are almost their strength, especially Urs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, dude. The <laughs> hamstring scoop. Who? Yeah. Who's your favorite? What you say? Bumstead? Everyone says fucking Bumstead, bro. I think my favorite. <laughs> I hope people don't rip me apart yeah. for this, bro, but I'm obsessed with Dino, dude. Dino, bro, he's such a dog, man. You know, second place runner-up. Poor guy. You know his, I mean? But his physique is so crazy yeah. to me, bro. He reminds me of, uh, I don't know if some of these people have watched my YouTube yeah. videos, but um, some of my videos used to be famous for me doing it with my boy Nathan. Mm. And we would just, like, we would just rip stuff and, like, talk about pds and things but he uh this guy has like the biggest forearms just the biggest fucking wrists he's just yeah. big boned everywhere and he just has the genetics to be fucking he has the genetics to kill it but he's one of those guys for example that like he did his first show ever and he had to run like a lot of compounds that his coach wanted him to run yeah. and afterwards he's like this isn't for me like wow. it's not for my mental health like i, I felt miserable <sighs> i was not happy like it's it's a real thing and i know like a lot of people like to argue like what's easier like steroids or being natty they're two totally different totally totally different even, play that, fields there's no way yeah i personally believe they're both difficult in their own ways because it's difficult for as a natty because you're small all the time bro right that's why it's hard yeah exactly fuck yeah, yeah. take steroids i mean you're bad you're i feel like steroids harder because i don't know if it was you oh it was uh it was my boy his name <laughs> Dang, forgot his name. But he was telling me he took Trent before his show one time. And he said he was battling demons, dude, in his mind. Right. Like it's mental. You know, you're paranoid. Like naturals don't do go through anything like that. You know, yeah. Like what? Oh. Yeah, it's like it's like birth control for a girl. I'm pretty sure birth control was actually derived from uh what is it, Deca maybe? Oh shit. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, Nandrolone from Nandrolone, yeah. So it's like taking birth control wait, so, <laughs> if your if your hormones are out of wait. So you saying whack. birth control like is like a steroid? Birth control was derived from nandrolone for for women. So um, it's that's what some people have said. May like they like try to correlate that to the reason why it's like so fucking bad for a woman and it uh, makes their hormones all out of whack. And then uh, the, the girls will like like a different type of guy while they're on it. They'll have a totally different type of personality. You kidding me, bro? My yeah. girl's never taking fucking birth control. I know, bro. I'm never gonna let my girl. You only gonna love me. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. But um, yeah, it's two totally different worlds for sure. Yeah. Like, I think if you do take gear and you want to reach the top, 
then you do have to do a lot of extra stuff and then you have to eat extra clean or else you might kill yourself slowly for the bad health things. And then, and then if you don't take gear, then you're just not going to be as big. But we got to do, we got, we got to talk about gear in another podcast, bro. I'm fucking down. And like, like what, it, what your opinion, I want to know what your opinion is on like these kids right now. Oh yeah. We, we'll talk about that another time because I feel like that's deep and you have like a good professional opinion about it too. So. Thanks bro. I appreciate yeah. it. I love to, um, I actually have never talked about this one thing ever to public. I've only talked about it to my friends, but I feel What's like up? saying it right now because I don't know. I like to get close with the people who, who watch, but I'm curious what y'all's thoughts are, but I love talking about this stuff, man. Cause it's just so interesting to me. Like yeah. I just love talking about like, I just love talking about PDs and HRT and I just think yeah. it's super fun. Cause I feel like I'm captain America and I'm doing science projects. Mm. So it's super entertaining. But the one thing that like, and I know that a lot of my following really wants to see that cause that's how I built my YouTube following. Yeah. But I just stopped doing it because I'm really scared about what the IFBB might think if I'm trying to get to Mr. Olympia someday. You think they'll like lash out on you because you're trying to educate the people? I don't think they'll lash out on me, but like I have this weird feeling that like I I don't want to say I believe in politics or anything because yeah. I think the IFBB is a great association. I'm, I'm so glad that they exist. I see what but you're saying. I'm just worried that like maybe they won't want someone with a reputation that's associated with an illegal oh. drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like I guess like they, they don't really come out and say what they're on, right. do they? No, no one that competes at the top ever really says anything. Like Chris Bumstead has only said like, "Oh, this is serious." Yeah, yeah. Like Chris, Chris Bumstead has barely said anything. He's yeah. just mentioned the fact that he's not lying about it that he that he's on it that maybe he hasn't run over 500 tests back in the day. Yeah, I guess, you know, that's so strange, though. Like, I don't know. I think yeah. that might, hopefully it changes, dude. Everyone knows about gear. Yeah, everybody like, does. Why is it like this mystery, like, meat? You know, you got to, like, mm -hmm. Google shit. You got to talk to people. It should be way more, like, accessible. Bro, if you take this, these are the side effects. And then you know, you're like, oh, shit, like, I'm going to lose my hair, possibly, potentially. doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. You know, some people say it's genetics. Some people say it's trend. But I think it's important for people to be educated about it. Like myself, I'm not going to lie to you. would be like, yeah, I've never thought about taking steroids. Yeah, I have, dude. Because I love lifting, mm -hmm. bodybuilding. And it's like, all right, so if I want to take steroids, what, like, 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 what does that look like? Or what do I take? Or, you know, what's the side effects like? Like, what should I expect? And if I look for that on the internet, I'm never going to find anything. And like, except for, like, you read, like, you know, it's not like person to person kind of saying, like, yo, bro, don't do this. This is what I think you should do. You know, and I feel like a lot of guys, hopefully, you know, that are mature, been lifting for a while, and are cons and concern, like, considering taking steroids, they need someone to talk to them about it, dude. So I, ho I hope that changes, bro. Because if I ever wanted to hop on, who would I call? Mm -hmm. You know, who do I have to talk to? Now I have you. But before I before I didn't have anyone. I do think it is opening up because there are people like, well, actually, I mean, I'd say the only one really significant would probably be more plates, more dates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be so he's True. so he's so in depth that it goes above all our heads. Yes, yeah. bro. I he's know what he's saying yeah. all the time. Sometimes we get on business calls, and I'm like, Derek, you gotta dial it down, bro. Like, <laughs> like, talk to me like a. a 
you're like a meathead, bro, because you're just, you're losing me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it, I it would I think it would be nice if I don't think there's anyone that's like an athlete mm. that talks about it. I think it's everyone who's been in. Everyone who's Mark, Marcus does it sometimes. Marcus tries. Oh, oh Marcus, yeah. Marcus does. Marcus 100% yeah. talks about it. Yeah. He's probably the one person I'd say that like competes yeah. and talks about it for sure. I yeah. think that's why he and I like, and we've done a lot of content together. And this is my boy back in San Diego when we yeah. were there. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the homie. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. See what happens. I'm just going to. Are you, are you going to do a show anytime soon or? Planning this coming summer okay i wanted okay. i wanted to have a whole year of bulking first and it's been about six months. <sighs> wait you're bulking this right week now, is going to be half a year brother this week that's going to be insane bro i can't wait to see that <laughs> thanks dude. bro can't wait to see the shreds i appreciate it it's man. gonna be awesome i miss the shreds because yeah. i don't think i've been known for anything else other than just being shredded mm. so it's been a little weird to create content for the last half a year I hear you. I've had some weird content. Yeah, bloaty content. Yeah, bloaty content. That I think people aren't really that interested. <laughs> I'm excited. We'll see how it goes. I just, I wanted big delts. And now that I see you and Josh, now I just want big orbs. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to change, change it up a little bit. Okay. So that way we can like um, slowly wrap this up a little bit. Plus, yeah. if you're down, I kind of, I am kind of curious. So I kind of want to ask you some of these questions that the oh, audience yeah. asked too. Let's do it. I feel like some of them are kind of funny. Okay. Uh, if you uh, <clears throat> if you could choose five exercises that you could do for the rest of your life, what would they be? I stole this from, for a fact, I did stole, I did steal this from Chris Williamson. He does 10 exercises. Yes, Chris Williamson this. Uh, yeah, I did. I didn't see that. So I'm just going to give you like raw, raw, you know. I'm just going to do incline chest press. Um, It could be dumbbell. Does it have to be barbell? Do I have to specifically, I'll probably do barbell. Incline, barbell, chest press. I'll do squat. Um, I will do uh, like a pull up or a lat pull down. You know. Um, okay, so we got that one. Chest. We just need arms. <laughs> so okay, so these are the two I'd probably do for arms. I do. Um, what's this called? Where it's like like this. The overhead tricep oh, extension. Yeah, I do the, the overhead tricep extension with a dumbbell. And then I would do straight bar curls. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of crazy, bro. I would like really highly agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm sure maybe one exercise would be different for me, but well, like, what would that one be? Well, I would have to think about it because yeah. I think I, I think I would try to figure out something for hamstrings Oh. Yeah. and try to insert that in there somehow. That's a good point. Yeah. But, Squat doesn't really hit the hammies like that. Yeah. Not, not directly. But those are some fucking effective exercises. Yeah. Like squat, foundation. Yeah. Um, what else did you say? Incline chest. Incline chest. I like how you put the barbell there, even though it's a weird movement for me. Like I, I have this weird obsession of wanting to get back to barbell just because, mm -hmm. just because everyone loves the bench. And yeah. It's fucking sick to have yeah. those plates on each side. Plus, incline. I think upper chest is probably one of the hardest things for you to grow. So yeah. I think incline's a great choice. What else did you say? Um, pull ups or pull downs. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Uh, Dr. Mike Isretel, Renaissance Periodization. Jeff Nibbert also mentioned this, and there's some studies on it. Honestly, best exercise for you to just hit lats as a pro to progressive overload with lats mm -hmm. is the pull-up, the medium grip to wide grip pull-up. Dude. And lat pull-down is that variation, you know? Yeah. So um, that's what Jay Cutler told me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start doing pull-ups a lot more now. He's like, you want with pull-ups? Yeah. And I was like, fuck. 
the one thing I hate doing. <laughs> no wonder why I'm not growing. <laughs> and then um, I totally agree with you with the arm exercises too. Yeah. Because this is my science-based lifter. Okay. Coming back out again. But stretch mediated hypertrophy, mm-hmm. right? That's any position that you put your muscles at the most stretched position yep. incurs the most hypertrophy, except for some muscles like the lats. The lats doesn't. But um, like, so tricep extensions, you want to put your arm overhead. Yep. And it's going to incur a little bit more hypertrophy hypertrophy and muscle growth and if you had them by your sides just like a little bit yeah so i would do the overhead too yeah. and then um i think i think barbell and easy bar curls in a certain study incurred a little bit i think it was a little bit more um, engagement or activation than dumbbell curls for some reason i think it's because of the way that your wrists are because there's no when you curl dumbbell sometimes you hit the peak like this uh-huh. versus when you're on a barbell you really can't bend the bar. You're all the way. Your palms are already faced up. See, that's what I would have thought of. But what they yeah. said, and there was another thing in either this study or a separate study. They said you don't actually work your, is this a, the brachialis? Brachialis, yeah. Right? You don't work this out with hammer curls. You work it out with reverse curls. Uh, and apparently okay. hammer curls and um, uh, supinated? Wait, no, pronated, supinated. Yeah. Hammer curls and supinated curls hit or at least engage this the same which was mind blowing to me because I was just like, oh, I want to hit hammer curls to like hit this. Yeah. But I guess it was, I guess you should actually just probably do like a reverse easy bar curl or something for those. Mm. So that's why I'm thinking like maybe it activates, maybe the barbell activates the bicep more because something about it being a, a strict position yeah. with the hold. So when you come up here, maybe, I don't know if you're engaging some like horizontal forces to help you yeah. pop that up engages the bicep more. I don't know, bro. I'm just fucking. You make me want to work out right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go hit some arms. Let's go, dude. <laughs> That's why I quit my job is like working as a nine to five. I just listen to bodybuilding podcasts yeah. all day and just like waited for 5 p.m. so I could just go to the fucking gym. And spend That's the sick. Day there. That's so sick. It sounds like how you guys were in the military. Yes, bro. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you had three descriptive things to tell someone to help them become the most jacked person alive, what would they be? Food. I mean, it sounds so lame. Food, sleep, and intensity, bro. Yeah. That's just what it is. Like, I mean, it just sucks. I wish I could give you, like, some secret formula. Right. But that's really all it is, dude. I mean, I wish I could throw time in there, too. Yeah. Food, I'd say sleep, and intensity. Yeah. That's another thing. I, I don't think I really talked about that earlier, but I feel like my argument for why like i like yeah you're my boy so i'm yeah. sure i could be totally biased as well but my argument for i i actually i told my videographer this before i met you i think i told him that i actually think that you could be natty um and uh like you've had all these years under your belt mm. of like doing sports yeah and the people i know who are the most athletic and have the most that are the most jacked and like, I'll fucking bring her up. Even Lexi, like yeah. Lexi was uh, a cheerleader and a gymnast as a kid. So it makes sense right. why her fucking shoulders and her back are so yes. fucking ripped all the time. Gymnasts are built different, bro. Yeah. yeah. So I think, uh, and I heard this from a, I heard this from a, I heard this from some fucking smart ass scientist dude in some podcast. Love it. <laughs> this is Love incredible it. as all, yeah. but, but this guy was saying, um, a lot of the things that you do as a as a kid will will really determine what you are like when you're older. Like your physical capabilities as huh. well. And um, 
it, it was on a podcast with uh, the creator of Quest Nutrition. Um, and the podcaster was like, I hate hearing this right now. <laughs> like, I want to be able to make changes now. But mm. the fact of the matter is it's almost like, it's almost like learning in like it's almost like learning as well yeah like your actual physical capabilities like right. if you're training in these areas as a kid then you'll be a lot more capable and probably will help build like your final potential form later as well i think like uh what was i gonna say yeah i think like when people ask me for advice like yo i'm 16 or i'm 14 should i start bulking or should i hit the gym I'm like bro just play some sports get into some sports because it's like your body's not gonna it's not gonna grow like you want it to grow it's a bodybuilder build muscle until you're like older you know i would say i would say you could have a physique but to like actually like i think like utilize like your body's functions and you know growth and all that stuff i feel like you'd have to wait till you're older i mean i am biased because i didn't start lifting seriously until i was like 21 like lifting seriously until you're 21 yeah i mean i would work what out all the sports gym. that you did when you were a kid though so when i started playing lacrosse i was in second grade um okay. going into third it was just like this like super small little gym league thing but as soon as i got into high school which is like you know i think i paid pop warner and for you know what pop warner is um it's like uh peewee football so it's like kids that are in like third fourth fifth sixth grade before high school they can go and play like football, organized football. So I was in Pop Warner from from like fourth to sixth grade. I uh, loved it, dude. I felt like I was like in the NFL, you know, because I had like two long tigers, dude. And I was, like, <laughs> I was on a team. I was a running back, you know. So it was fun. That's dope. But then I when did I not know this, I was in flag football. So was, <clears> it's <throat> like the same thing, but you just have pads on, and you're just a bunch of kids. So. Oh, I see. I see. It's not real, like it's not real football, dude. Trust me. But <laughs> when I got into like sixth grade, I was like basketball, you know. And then when I like when I was like I was going between basketball and wrestling a lot, like all like sixth, okay. seventh, eighth. Bro, nine. I feel like wrestling makes you jacked, dude. So like <laughs> I loved wrestling, bro. Like I I was like I think I was undefeated until like my ninth grade, and I beat this one fucking guy. He made me quit wrestling because he beat me. No, dude. I couldn't beat him, dude. I was so I felt like I was so good. And I met this guy, and he just had this dog in him or some shit, dude. He he outdogged me. He fucking <laughs> outdogged me, dude. And like it scared me, bro. So I quit. Damn, I never wrestled bro. again. Yeah. I can't believe that you let bitched that fucking <laughs> you quit, bro. What the fuck, me. dude? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I played football like all throughout high school, yeah. like lacrosse, wrestling, and basketball. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's literally yeah. like all the sports I would think of for yeah. build some fucking solid muscle. Mm -hmm. I yeah. do. I do have a little argument though. I, I would argue that I would, I would personally honestly tell the kids like to probably start lifting. Do you think I so? mean, if they, if they, if they had sports that they could go into, then I'd tell them to go into the sports too. Yeah. But like if they maybe didn't really have that opportunity or didn't really want to, I would tell them to start lifting because I do think that like building that muscle as a kid is yeah. really going to help you later. It wouldn't hurt I think you. What, what under, yeah, no, I think I think it's only going to help unless you're doing heavy, heavy overhead presses and heavy, heavy squats yeah. as you're growing. I think that might might stunt growth a little bit. Okay, but aside from that shit, then no, I think it's only going to help you. Well, then freaking like a lot. Yeah, shoot, then take his advice, not mine. Oh. I think I wish I wish I did start lifting, bro. When I was younger, imagine, like, imagine what we would become 
Right. Like we were like, if we had the same mindset about like bodybuilding as we do now. No, seriously. Well, wow. I mean, that would be the game. Changer. I mean, I did start lifting. I started lifting when I was 12, uh, but I was fat. So you were fat? I was fat. Yeah. Pull up so, a baby picture right now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's actually pinned on my, uh, Instagram. Yeah. Here. Oh shit. Let's see. Holy shit, dude, you were fat. <laughs> Damn, fuck you, bro. <laughs> the white, the polo with the white tee underneath, bro. You <laughs> Yo, I had, I had plaid shorts on, too. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude, my, I was fat, but my parents put me in all these sports, but I would just get fatter because I would, like, when my parents weren't, when my yeah. mom was asleep or my parents were asleep because I was just so hungry all the time. And I just, oh. like, I had this weird, like, I didn't have the signal that it was time to stop eating. Yeah. So I would like go into the closets and like eat all of my parents' food, like when oh they didn't know. God. And then um, this one point when I was in middle school, I was just like so obsessed with food because it was the only way I could cope. There was nothing else I had. Okay, my parents didn't let me play video games. They didn't let me out of the house. They didn't no let way. me see friends. They didn't let me um, watch TV. They didn't let me do anything. Dude, that's terrible. Um, because uh, they just wanted me to study and uh, and like. They put me in like everything. They put me in like every sport. I played six instruments. I was in choir. Um, I finished Boy Scouts with an Eagle Scout. Um, Look, dude. And, uh, you know, mom wanted me to be a doctor and engineer. So Honestly, it's pretty sick. I, I It's a blessing. Sick, I, I see it as a blessing. But I uh, I think that's why I'm just so happy to do what I do now. And yeah. all my friends aren't like me. It's cause I, just, I, just, yeah. I just hated it. I hated it, dude. Um, so because of that shit, I just like. Uh, there was this one time where like um in middle school i would i asked i pleaded my dad i'm like please please just give me a wendy's baconator please please i'll no do way. anything i'll do anything i made him feel so fucking guilty that he bought me the wendy's baconator like like maybe a couple times a week or something and he'd just be like just finish it before i go home please and then um uh this one time i just i just fucking snapped something bad happened basically and i explained it before um but i just I think I just got tired of um, feeling like like absolute nothing. Like I just got tired of feeling like like nobody liked me. Like, yeah. like I was just like like I was ugly and I was like embarrassing and I was like nerdy and I just was like unattractive and and my mom was uh she it's just like Asian culture. Her parents did this to her too, but like her parents would like. I guess their way of like trying to get their kid to do what they want is they'd just be like, like you're ugly or like you're fucking dumb. Like you need to study more. Like you're lazy as shit. Damn, bro. Like they would just like straight out like say it. That so, hurts coming from your parent. Bro, that hurts bad. Fuck. I think that's why I just, I think a lot of Asian kids can relate to me how their yeah. childhood, especially if they didn't have siblings, feel so lonely. Because there was a period of time where I just felt like I had nobody. I had no friends. I had no family to go to had no siblings to go to so i uh, actually hacked into our my parents computer my, that's some asian shit yeah there. bro <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's not it's yeah. not it's not it wasn't a i don't know it wasn't like yeah. a mathematical smart way so my my mom would put like parental controls on my computer at all yeah. times of the day and she would only unlock it if i had to do homework on the computer so one day i lied to her well i didn't lie to her i had homework and i told her to unlock it for me but I taped like this phone recorder to the corner of the room up there 
facing down to the yeah. keyboard. She typed in the password. Later that night, I checked it out, played like a little game of Hangman, figured out the password was her street address. So every night, Ooh. like five times a week, I would like wait till 2 a.m. when she finished eating her Cheetos and fell, fell, fell asleep and I would sneak to the office room so I could watch anime and play RuneScape. RuneScape. And I could follow yeah. and dance with my fucking RuneScape girlfriend. Hell yeah. Just fucking like socialize or something. Did you ever find out? Oh yeah. Oh. I got in so much big shit. And I feel like that's probably, I feel like I could have been a little taller too if I, if I didn't spend like four years just not sleeping. Oh shit. So you just didn't sleep. You had to go to school. Yeah. I, I had like maybe like three hours of sleep each night or something. And wow, bro. I, yeah, I would just go to school and I'd just be like, yeah, fall asleep during class all the time. Jeez. But, uh, yeah, I just, I just snapped one day and I uh, decided to fast and I lost 40 pounds in a month. And, um, I was like a little bulimic. I'd like throw up over the toilet for, for a bit so I could get leaner and wow. stuff. And this was all the same time I started lifting because football introduced us to weights. And I was like, well, this is something I'm actually good at probably because mm -hmm. I was heavy and, yeah. you know, in like all these sports and karate, you have to carry uh, your own weight. So I was, I was a little stronger than other kids. So it's like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah this this is my thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so my parents, I was able to have them buy me a, uh, a weight set nice for dude. like Christmas. So that's, I just started my lifting journey in, in my garage and just kept going. But like the first, like I'd say like fucking six years or something, I was building muscle on a deficit at all times mm. just cause I, you know, I had this perception that I needed to be skinny. Yeah. So, but I do think it like changed my life, you know, doing that. It gave you like the frame that you, you think you have now. Yeah. yeah. Plus, as cliche it is as it is, bro. Like, yeah, lifting changed my entire life. I wouldn't be here without it. Yeah, not at all. It is like kind of thrown around like it's cliche, but it's really not, dude. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of us could say that. So it's dope. All right, I want to ask these. Uh, yeah, these last see what uh, these Q and A questions. You got to you got to tell me their name first, so I can address. So <laughs> I can address them personally. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Then. Listen, John, we're gonna go with uh, one of our friends right now. Oh shit. You know, Benji asks, are you an ass or a tit guy? Benji. Benji, my man. You know what we we know we talked about this. Right now, we're all about the calcium cannons, brother. <laughs> that was uh, the biggest shock to me, bro. I know. Like how the fuck can someone lift be that fucking huge and dude, because you can you can build like an ass. You can build an ass. You can't yeah. build tits, bro. They're just <laughs> given true. to you. So it's like, God blessed you with those, babe. Like, you know, you know. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's my personal take on it. I could change in a couple, uh, next year or next month. I don't know. Used to be an ass guy, but. God, God blessed you with those. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Real. Man. Uh, you, don't, you don't like, like, if they, like, you know, if they worked for it, then you're like, damn, it's kind of attractive. No, yeah. Like, yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. But. You're thinking for the long run, though. I'm thinking for the long run. I mean, it's nothing wrong. I mean, be, to be real, like, it's nice when they bounce around and they're just like, you know? Yeah. They're all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you want to capture them, you know? Chrissy, where you at? Explain. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Daniel asks, what is his favorite? Who is his favorite anime character? Daniel. Shit, man. That's actually a pretty good question. I'm not going to lie. Um out of all the animes I've watched, watched quite a few. I think there's only a select few that I was like that I, you know, vibe with the most and like that mean the most to me. 
I'd have to say like Vegeta. Vegeta. Yeah. Vegeta or Sasuke. Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. Sasuke. Why Sasuke? Sasuke? I feel like he just he's just like he just kind of went through this like this period of his life where he's just like, I have something to do and I have a dream and none of you understand me, so don't even try. Yeah. So like I kind of like liked the way and I always believed in him. Even when he was like, you know, he was like going down that back that bad road and he was like about to like kill Naruto. I always believed that he had like a good a sense of good in him. In Itachi too, you know, but like I wish I could have gotten more of Itachi's story, you know, because I really liked Itachi as well. Mm-hmm. But I just felt that like Sasuke just had like this, um, this like responsibility on him that he just didn't know how to like handle it correctly, but he just tried to do his best, like all what he knew what was right, you know, and in the end he made the right decision, you know, but it was just, I like, I like the fact that he was just like his own man. Mm. you know throughout it all like he just didn't listen to anyone he was just kind of like ran his own show and just had a dream and he chased it but so did naruto but i feel like coming from my past i more like like relate with like um sasuke and uh, vegeta yeah a little bit more i was gonna say yeah the serious guys yeah bro because like i mean dude they're serious but they're also funny at the same i mean vegeta is really funny but Sasuke's not that funny, but, like, <laughs> you know, like, I like Vegeta because he's just kind of like, oh, I'm not doing that, but then, like, Bulma will ask him to do it, and he'll do it, you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, you know, he's kind of back and forth with it, and I just think it's funny, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny as shit. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, those two. I don't even know if people, like, know this anime. I feel like my favorite would have to be Inuyasha. Oh, it's from, uh, isn't it from Bleach? No. No, in- Inuyasha's his own show. Oh, Bleach that's right. Inuyasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking uh, half demon with a, yeah. and a big ass sword. Yeah. yeah. It was way back though. It's old, old. I, actually, you know what's crazy, dude? I just started watching that like two months ago. What? Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. But I think I stopped. Like, I don't know. It just, I didn't finish it. Yeah. It's, it, it, watching it this, like these days, it feels slow, especially because the anime is so old. Yeah. Like I remember the anime being dope as fuck when I was watching it and mm. that was like, I feel like it was like 20 years ago or something. Yeah. So it's, it, it feels different now. It's not like, I feel like something like a, like, a, uh, like Berserk or something, even, even the old anime, it's still easier to watch than for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. But I fucking like it because, uh, Kagome is just like this schoolgirl who, like, yeah, like just steps on Inuyasha's face and stuff. And Inuyasha's yeah. basically, he's like a fucking, he's just a aggressive fucking, delinquent but she just she gets that she, she gets the she whips him in the face in the, yeah in the place right and i love that like romance kind of like clash stuff like that where yeah. it's like yeah it's it's, it's nice jadmir says uh we don't have questions but he is the real jack hanma jadmir <laughs> uh Beautiful. whoa dude this is hilarious man um selmian asks how to train back like shizzy bro what selman selmian s-x-l-m-y-n how do you train back like Shizzy? Brother, you got, we got to grow. We got to grow them. I mean, that's like the number one thing that I tell myself. I don't know. Lats. Lats. That's how I train my back right now. It's just lats. Lat everything. I, don't, I need to grow my, my lats. And I'm, so I guess I could just give you a little rundown, pull downs, close grip, mag grip, pull downs, rows, dumbbell rows, single arm dumbbell rows, pullovers, pull-ups. You know, those are all like pretty much big lap movements. Just slow down, you know, squeeze it five seconds on the eccentric like we were talking about. 
It's money. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, those pull downs are crazy. You I um do you ever try a single arm like cable lap pull downs like this? I, I just lose it. My mind muscle connection. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I feel like because like if I lean too much, I feel like I'm kind of like pinching my shoulder and like kind of using my, my arm. I just I don't know. I just huh. don't I I haven't done them in a while, I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Huh. I should probably try them again. My mind muscle connection is much better yeah. than it was before. It's just you're literally just like my boy Nathan. Yeah, he's got the big ass arms and yeah. and then he he always has trouble like engaging his lats. But they will grow. In Jesus' name, no. <laughs> you look fucking nuts, dude! <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, that lat to arm combo will mm-hmm. be fucking. We'll see you on that stage, bro. That's right, number one. Come on, number two to me, baby. Well, no, I'm saying in the natural natural <laughs> world. <laughs> Who's that guy that has, is this like the other most controversial natu- natural, what's his name? Uh, oh, Josh. Josh. It's me versus Josh I'm, right now. Unfortunately, I don't even know if his is considered controversial. I think people just think he's just not. He's just not. That's really <laughs> that's really what people think? Damn, I, I think dude. so, man. It's like, I gotta talk to him. Except man. for like his following, yeah. But I mean, all right, dude. I will give it to him. He looks fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, he time. does look crazy. Said asks, uh, what's your mother's tongue? Can you speak? Well, uh, he, can clearly, he can clearly speak fluent English. Yeah, my mother, um, her her father is from the like the Netherlands, so he speaks like Dutch and stuff. But my, nice. my my mom's mom is Lithuanian, and I can't speak that, dude. She was crazy, like she was actually insane. Like, so we didn't really like know that part. I would love to go to Lithuania though and see what what they're like, but that's uh, uh, then you know what are you Whoa. what are you doing? Yeah. Holy shit. I can speak a little bit of German, uh, you know. Schönes Wochenende, you know. Have a good weekend. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope as fuck. You know, I could, I could, I could like pull some stuff out, but yeah, you know, I can't really speak fluently. If I went to Germany, I'd be kind of lost in the sauce. I'd be able to get around, but I couldn't be like, you know. yeah, kind of like that German you were speaking when you uh, took your the picture of your last post. What was I? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> like wait, what? <laughs> The the nameless the nameless asks what's your best PR on any exercise and what's your favorite body part to work out the nameless um best PR which not impressive let me just say that I mean uh, but I did get four oh five on a flat bench last winter bro that is that's fucking impressive you think are so? you kidding me yeah dude I think that's impressive as shit it's just it's like nowadays it's like there's like kids that are repping that out dude there's eighteen year olds repping four oh five right now it's 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 literally only fucking the trend twins and sam Selleck's fault <laughs> yeah it's probably. literally just their fault yeah i know they're ridiculously strong yeah. bro like it's annoying like sam still looks repping 405 on incline like bro get the fuck out of here <laughs> you piece of shit you're ruining my that, life bro? i know right yeah, no i was kidding i love that guy yeah i'd just probably say like 405 the most i've ever i'm not I'm, my deadlift is shit i'm not a good deadlifter but i've deadlifted um 500 pounds nice oh yeah. yeah oh yeah that's pretty much it though. for not being a good li- deadlifter that's not some weight yeah it's not bad yeah i i quit doing any power lifts ever since i kept injuring myself so my favorite muscle was chest though chain chest no shit yeah. dude i would have guessed arms no nah, brother i love having like because i dude arnold schwarzenegger bro no one had a chest like that dude bro huge so like i just want crazy want, want those milkers bro <laughs> yeah. would you say that you like base off a lot of your workouts and your like building your physique off of all oh, 100%. That makes so much sense. 100%. That's why my lat, I talk so much bad about my lats. 
because they're like there's not even nowhere near as close to Arnold's as like as I want them to be. Just like his, just like him though, you both y'all's strengths are definitely in your arms and your, yeah. your chest. I think mm-hmm. for sure. No, for sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe Moyes asks, "Did Chizzy know before being viral that he looks like Jack Hanma?" Actually, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, when did that even start? I think it's just like people just started saying it a lot. And people started making edits of me doing it. And I had 400, I remember on TikTok, I had like 450,000 followers. Right now I have like 3.2 million. So I was like, this was like when it first started happening. And I did like for a 500,000 follower thing, I did like, no, thanks for all you guys following me. And I did like a Jack Hamna like uh, cosplay. cosplay mm-hmm. right? um, just because like, I was just like, you know, I feel like that's what they wanted. It's what the people wanted. And then that, that just that just blew up. Like it was just like, oh, he's Jock Hamna now. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm Jock Hamna. That is fucking sick. I gotta be real, man. Like your your next hairstyle you're telling me about is yeah. gonna be fucking epic. Yeah, don't tell but them. Oh, I, yeah. I won't tell them. I won't tell them. But but uh, your your bleach hair is like fucking. It's, it's a, like a trademark, man. I know. It's just you know what bad. I think I just still think about it just like oh, I'm just gonna bleach it. No, I'm just gonna bleach it because I just I just feel like I look better. Like it's just like, yeah. It looks pretty epic. That's who I am. I mean, I'm actually Jack Hamlin. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from like when you wear the uh, the bandanas and yeah, shit, that, that's pretty hard too. Yeah, this guy is just asking these questions like, does it jiggle? Like, is it grippy? <laughs> I don't understand this question. I'm not sure if you do, but uh, Loki Perez asks, how many boats did he carry? No way, bro. I think that's from like. Oh, I thought maybe that was my boy from my first unit. What was his name? Loki Perez. Yeah. No, his name was Joab. Joe Perez. Uh, boats that I carry. I think he's talking about David Goggins. No. Yeah. I've carried the boats. Carried them <laughs> I carry all of them, man. Tyler James asked if you could slap Brad Silly. <laughs> Tyler James. I will say this, that I did ask Brad Martin if he wanted a box. I asked him. And he said no. <laughs> so. Come on, Brad. You're only five minutes away. <laughs> all friendly, though, of course. Uh, Nitesh asks a forearm workout if you have Natasha. Is that a girl? Nitesh. Oh, okay. Like, damn, okay. Uh, arm workout. Just off the top of my head, I could just run you through something I do right now. I'd start off with some, you know, start off with some. Uh, you get a cable, the rope cable curls. I go over and do like three sets of like ten to twelve. You know, I do a last set like a drop set burnout, straight bar curls. Um, I only do like three sets of biceps. So I do like straight bar curls. I start with like 10 pounds and if I feel comfortable on that. I do like a 25 pound and then I do like maybe like a 35 pounds on each side. But then at the last set, I just strip them all, do another burnout set for my fourth set. Third, uh, third set, I probably do just uh, dumbbell work. I would start off with like the 35s or the 30s or the 45s or the 40s, depending on how I feel, my arms feel. And I just go 45, 30, 20, 10. And I'd keep all those dumbbells by my chair and I'd do a drop set like that three times. Um, nice. And then for triceps, I just do like, you know, normal. You don't really need to do too complex, man. It's just like, just squeeze and then do enough weight where you can only do like eight to 12. And then, you know, 
if you want to throw in like a burnout set at the fuck, end. Fuck, dude. Forearm yeah. drop sets. That's savage as yeah. fuck. You're going to have those Dion. They're going to be huge. Dino forearms. By the end of that workout, you're going to have some huge eyes on <laughs> Promise. I, this was a question for myself, actually, I thought about earlier. But um, how long have you been doing TikTok for? When did you start? Um, I mean, I could... I could actually open it up and give you a like a legit, legit answer. I, I, I want to say it's been about a year. Damn, that's it, bro. Uh, that's I've, crazy. Uh, I've really only been doing this for not that long, dude. That's insane. Let's see, making me feel old. <laughs> nah, man, this is. I've been working out. You know, obviously, you guys don't like worked out, but like, I don't know. I, wonder, I don't even know why I started doing TikToks. On this. Oh, actually, I do. I got I got viral. My ex girlfriend. Made a video about me. She asked me like these three questions that if a girl asked me, what what is my response is going to be? And um, I didn't have a TikTok at the time, but all the people were like, "Yo, this dude's fucking huge," you know, "What's his at?" stuff like that. And I was like, "Damn, I gotta make a TikTok." And so I started it, and I was like, like reposted that video, trying to get like people to see like that was me. But uh, let's see, this was the first one I have posted here was 2021. So, what you know, what month? January, oh, so January two years 20. ago. Okay, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, it's well, almost like right. two, a year and a couple months. You mean like eight months? Right? Twenty January twenty twenty one to twenty twenty three. So two years and almost three. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I've been Maybe doing this for a lot longer than a half, I Two and a half ish. Yeah. yeah. All right. Nice. Good, good shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> good shit. <laughs> it's about three years now. I was about to say, man, I'm like, man, you grew this much in a year? I f- I'm fucking depressed right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking sick. Uh, Ram asked, maybe typical, but what's his split like? What was that? What's what's your split like? Ram asks. Uh, Ram, so it's um, tomorrow. I'm probably going to rest because I'm, I'm, uh, it was after my leg day, so I like to like, rest after leg day. Um, so it's going to start off the top of my, my top of my split. It's, um, fuck. What is it anyway? I think it's chest. I think I have chest. I have chest, which is only chest. I don't do any arm exercises during my chest days. It's just complete obliteration of the chest. Next is, uh, shoulders and arms. That's when I'll get my arm workout in and I'll get my shoulder work in. Uh, next is back. Which I'm, I'm actually gonna end up splitting, uh, messing with my split a little bit here. It's coming soon, so maybe I should just tell you this: is I'm gonna be starting splitting my back days into two separate days. Maybe oh, let's go! One day I'm working on thickness; the other day I'll be working on width. So that way I can kind of just, uh, and I'm gonna start getting a lot more of like body, like massages. You know, try to break up the fascia in there and try to see if I can make that make them grow a little bit more at a more accelerated rate. So I'm going to try to just split that up. And then, you know, obviously day four would be legs. But uh, we're going to see. We're going to see what's going to happen. Because I was speaking with Jay Culler and he told me he worked out twice a day. And it's, it inspired me. Oh, shit. Like right now? Yeah. I mean, he told me that he'd wake up at 7 a.m. Oh, back in the day. Back in the day. He'd okay. wake up at 7 a.m., eat, sleep, get up, eat, eat, work out, sleep. Crazy. Which... You know, I just I don't know what's inspiring to me. I do have an argument for that, though. I do what's believe up? I do believe if you are natural, that's what I was thinking. I don't think working out twice a day unless you have even okay. Henry Rambod even said this really? uh, for natural three days on one day off. If you're working out really hard, two days on one day off. And I've always believed this as well. I think probably important to have like two rest days mm-hmm. if you're working out like five times a week okay. as a natural. Now, well, so, that, I mean just frustrating oh oh actually no yeah. I, actually there is an opportunity like say that you have a full leg day yeah you could go do quads in the morning come back 
do hamstrings afterwards. Okay. That way your carb partitioning is even better because now you can have a longer time window to consume your carbs, both around your morning workout and then your evening workout as well. Do you think and, you would actually get a good workout though? Yeah. Like, let's like yeah. say, could, could you split, you couldn't split your back day into two days the same day within, you know, like uh, within. I mean, if you really, thickness. really hit just back thickness where you do like elbows out, yeah. rows, and then you did strictly lats, just like lat pull downs, like shit like I that. I guess so. You could I do think that. you could. I think you could. I don't know if I'd want to try that, but I don't know. It is a lot of time to go back to the gym. And yeah. And make sure like you're actually getting a good workout and it would take months to see if you're making any progress. As a natural anyway. That's what's so frustrating is like, you know, they'll they'll tell you what they did, but it's like you realize I can't do that. I knew yeah. it the whole time he was telling me, but it was something else, <laughs> like, maybe this is it. <laughs> Maybe this is how I can make crazy gains. I mean, there is an opportunity there. Like uh, Stan yeah. Efferding was the one who told me about how it is actually very effective to have a morning and evening workout. Yeah, really? If you're partitioning your carbohydrates like that. That way, you know, you can utilize more nutrients during that day. Um, that but, makes more sense. That makes sense. Right. And you're hungrier too. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I think you just, at the end of the day, you still have to listen to your body. And if there's a point where you're starting to feel like you're overtraining, then, yeah. you know, take a little, take some rest. Yeah. True. Yeah. Fuck. I'm gonna go lift yeah. again, dude. Yeah, dude. Know, Shit. Right. I'm ready to go, man. I'm just oh, just so ready to just win. <laughs> Let's I just, go. I just, just want to be the best, bro. I feel that too, dude. Oh, it's so frustrating to wait. Um, last question, Dino asks, yeah. uh, Shizzy, can you beat Nile Nega in arm wrestling? <laughs> bro. Fuck no. What? I can't. Shut the fuck up, bro. No, I there's no way I can. Shut the fuck up, dude. dude I suck. No. I, I suck bad. What's his name? Killed my shit. Uh, James English. Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He torched yeah. me. I, I I feel like I feel like I thought I was good. He made me feel like I was like, like a like a bitch. <laughs> like he just like twisted my shit and just like put it down. I was like, oh hell no, hold on, run that back. But this whole time my elbow was fucking crying because he just did some weird magic shit to my wrist. <laughs> I was like, hell no. I plus I was a couple shots deep at this point, you know, uh, so dude, I was like fucking running. No, like back. honestly, for those videos, you were all, you were a lot of shots deep, bro. Bro, why you were I, a lot of shots. I was blacked were, out. I'm gonna be real. You were way, you were way more fucked up than James was. No, <laughs> was, no so you bad, were significantly bro. Significantly more fucked up. Oh my god, I jumped in the pool with a cigar in my mouth. <laughs> I love cigars. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> like I had to be gone <laughs> to do that. That's but, hilarious, dude. I mean, he fucking trains for that shit. He though. does. It still bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. This yeah. was fucking epic. Yeah, Where can cool. everybody find you? Oh, yeah. Shizzy lifts uh, both on Instagram, TikTok, and then uh, Shizzy and Jizzy on YouTube. Hell which yeah. we should, we're going to be posting on that more. So. Bro, you have to. Try, yeah. Like, I. Long for Like, him. for your boy, post YouTube videos. All right. Because uh, I think TikTok's great and all, but. Yeah funneling that into youtube is where it's at for sure trying to do it at the same time i will do it i promise i promise all right everybody uh, fucking uh young la coach shizzy yo, then, yo um, what's your cold nile <laughs> yo, young la cold nile dude this is his, his podcast run that up dude i'm a guest for real support then, my uh, boy yeah uh i'm sure you guys are already doing it but you know follow shizzy on all his platforms it's fucking epic and he's an absolute inspiration inspires me man makes me feel small sure. and then um yeah, if you guys want to support the podcast, best non non uh, 
non-cost way is to rate us five stars on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you find your podcast and then also subscribe to the youtube channel and it really means a lot because every time you guys do it allows me to get bigger and better guests just like fucking sean today it's awesome so run up these really really amazing epic conversations that are the most fulfilling things that i've ever had so and then um yeah, yeah. and then if you guys are feeling symptoms of low t uh transit nature t um, is the company that I go to and they have blood work, medical, uh, analysis from professionals, as well as a host of a lot of HRT medications, BBC recovering peptides, as well as, um, even IGF one. And, uh, yeah, if you do use the link in the description, it does give me commission. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And, uh, thank you guys. It's transparent. See you guys next time. Sure, walking in the- <laughs> Peace. Sick. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>